Welcome to the CDH Conversations podcast. My name is Mblelo Mango, an associate designated at CDH based in Johannesburg. And today we will be speaking about the scope of a right of a union to represent their members. This is in light of a recent judgment of the Labour Appeal Court and NOMSA and others versus AFGRI Animal Feeds, where in the Appeal Court had to decide whether NOMSA had the requisite standing to refer a claim and to represent its members in court. Given that the employees were employed in a sector which fell outside the scope of NOMSA's constitution. Put differently, given that the dismissed employees, in this case, were employed in a sector that fell outside the scope of NUMSA's constitution, were the employees still entitled to be represented by NUMSA and the Labour Court? This case raises an important distinction relating to representation by a union at the Labour Court and CCMA in individual dispute proceedings versus union representation in collective bargaining issues. So joining me today is Imran Mahumet, a director in our employment law department. Imran, thank you for making time to discuss this interesting question. Thank you, Mbulelo. I must say, on the reading of the legal question and the case itself, my immediate thought was, you know, of course, employees may be represented by a union of their choice, but in light of the constitutional court judgment and NOMSA and lawful packaging, lawful judgment, the answer may not be as apparent as one would think. And prior to discussing the legal principles emanating from the after animal judgment, first, um, take us through the background of the case the relevant fact and the legal issue that arises in this particular case. Thanks, Imran. Thank you, Mbulelo. Well, the facts of the case are largely uncomplicated. Firstly, the employer was in the agricultural sector, and that was an important first issue that was raised by the employer. And the reason for that is because the sector fell outside the scope of NUMSA's constitution. NUMSA initially sought organizational rights from EFGRI, and this was refused on the basis by EFGRI that NUMSA fell outside the scope of its constitution, i.e. the agricultural sector. Now, that was a position taken by the employer, which was in line with the constitutional court judgment, which you mentioned earlier, that being the lawful packaging decision. So after the company was refused the grant of or the award of any organizational rights, 137 employees decided to go out on an unprotected strike. So the consequence of not being awarded organizational rights resulted in an unprotected strike. And eventually, these 137 employees were charged for participation in the unprotected strike. They were represented in the internal disciplinary inquiry by a NUMSA union official. While it's not entirely relevant to the facts, he was excluded from the process, not because of the union that he represented, but because of his particular conduct. But ultimately, the employees were dismissed by NUFL. Aggrieved with that dismissal, they then referred a dispute to the CCMA. And pursuant to that, when conciliation was not successful, they proceeded to file suit in the Labour Court with the assistance of NUMSA. At the stage of the Labour Court, the company took the position that because of the limitation of the scope of NUMSA in its constitution relating to the agricultural sector not falling within its constitution, that NUMSA did not have the ability to file suit either on its own behalf or on behalf of its members in the Labour Court. Now, in response to that complaint that was raised by the employer, NUMSA simply provided powers of attorney signed by the 137 employees, and they simply recorded that NUMSA was their lawful trade union and their agent and had the authority to institute action against them. 
So very broadly, those are the background circumstances. Mm. As, as I understand it, the labor court actually agreed with the employer on its objection. But what did the appeal court find? So you're correct, Mbulelo. The labor court upheld the objection and it did so primarily based on the Lufel packaging decision. And one would have thought that that decision would have been upheld by the labor appeal court. But the LAC ultimately disagreed with the stance taken by the labor court. And in a nutshell, the LAC reasoned as follows with reference to the relevant provisions in the LRA. And it said that a trade union may act in the following capacities in respect of litigation proceedings. One, in any dispute to which any of its members is a party. Two, in its own interest, and thirdly, on behalf of and in the interest of its members. So you'd know that that arises out of the LRA right of representation of trade unions, and the Labour Appeal Court placed a fair bit of emphasis on that. With respect to NUMSA's constitution, the LAC took the position that was adopted by the Labour Court in earlier decisions relating to representation in CCMA arbitrations, that effectively it's not the business of the employer to concern itself with the relationship between an individual employee and its union, and that employees enjoy the right to choose their own representative in respect of dismissal and unfair labour practice disputes, essentially. So the position that was taken in a number of decisions that had previously come on review to the Labour Court with regards to representation in the CCMA in other matters was kind of endorsed by the Labour Appeal Court. So back to the fact of this matter, the Labour Appeal Court held that ultimately it's for the trade union to decide whether or not it will accept an application for membership and whether or not those members would be covered by its constitution and whether it would then represent those individuals in litigation proceedings. Now, the court then goes on to say that it could never have been the intention of the legislature to unduly restrict the right to representation by a trade union to the extent that it's up to a third party to deny a worker a right based on the union's constitution. So very little emphasis was given to the provisions of the constitution. So section 200 of the LRA trumped as well as the CCMA rule 25 with regards to, to rights of representation. And the court ultimately held that a trade union's rights were not going to be fettered by its constitution in relation to representation. And it accorded effectively the constitutional right to freedom of association, i.e. through a particular union and access to justice. I think also an interesting thing that was mentioned there as a reference was made to the unfettered right for the union to represent the employee in arbitration proceedings played a role in reaching the conclusion that the LEC reached. If I understand you correctly, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, as we stand, the legal position is as follows, that employees may be represented by a trade union of their choice. And that's unfettered. However, with respect to bargaining rights, the principle in lawful packaging applies in that where an employee obtains membership of a union, the scope of operation of which does not include the industry in which the employee is employed, such as in this case, that union will not be entitled to bargain collectively with the employer on behalf of that employee. You're 100% spot on. I'm afraid that I may not have a job after this because you you summarized the legal position quite well. Can I make one last comment, Mbulelo? You know, the trend in the U.S. over the last year, you'd know, has been a serious uptick in union activity. So employers like Starbucks, you'd know, would have had, I think, over 100 locations filing petition in the U.S. for union organization. And there were similar trends that were seen with Amazon and Google. So in the U.S., the ability for an employer to veto and oppose union organizing is quite strong. But the FGRI 
animal judgment shows that in South Africa, the rights of unions remain firmly entrenched, despite the lawful packaging judgment, which kind of restricted, as you correctly say, the rights of representation of a union on collective bargaining. But the position of unions remain firmly entrenched in our law. But I expect that the FCRI animal decision of the Labour Appeal Court, Mulelo, is likely to go on appeal to the Constitutional Court in time. So let's wait and see what happens. I think this remains an open field. Yeah, hopefully it does get there. Thank you very much, Imran. This was a very insightful discussion and we really appreciate your time. Thanks, Mbulelo. It's been a pleasure and thanks for your time. Uh, Until next time. The views and information expressed are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily present those of the firm. All content is provided for general purposes only and does not constitute legal advice. We make no representations, warranties or guarantees, whether expressed or implied, that the content on our podcast is accurate, complete, up-to-date or reflects the current law. We accept no responsibility for any loss or damage, whether direct or consequential, arising from reliance on the information which is presented here.